So in part two of this episode, we're going to be discussing the question of, is it better to have loved and lost or never to have loved at all? Uh, and in part one, we were talking about sort of the value of experience and having experienced something, what it can, what you can sort of have to offer to somebody else having had that experience. Um, and this and then in this part, we'll be talking specifically of the experience of love. And, you know, uh, the, the value of the experience as opposed to not having it at all. And what you gain from it. Well, having experiences in love, you know, uh, it, give, it gives you time to learn and it gives you opportunity to explore a different part of yourself which you might not have uh, accessed before or, or even knew about and you can begin to learn what kind of things you like in love or in a social relationship and you can also begin to learn what you don't like and that can help shape you more as a person and as you grow with that other person then you um, in the end hopefully you can benefit well and you know before having experienced love, if you have never fallen in love with somebody before, you're just going to be going off of the way love is talked about in our culture. And, I mean, as everybody knows, love is sort of uh, romanticized by every single person you'll ever meet um, because, you know, it's it's this thing that a lot of people believe will give you the will to live and a purpose. Um, and it's, it's seen as this thing that you're supposed to have. Like one day you'll fall in love and get married. And if you don't, then you, then you did something wrong. I mean, who needs the will to live anyway? Am I right? But, uh, love is probably one of the strongest human emotions and feelings that can be, um, can be felt. And but it's experienced by everybody differently. And mm -hmm. before you have <clears throat> fallen in love with somebody, you're just going to have this image of it in your head from, you know, I guess just what you perceived from all the different um, ways that you've heard about it, like through books or just somebody that you've known. If you watched their relationship flourish or, Say you had parents that had a really unhealthy marriage um, that led to divorce. I mean, it's going to make you question how you feel about love or whether you think love is actually a thing that exists um, if you've never experienced it before because you'll, you'll have no actual image of what it's actually like because you've never experienced it. I think the, the best love and certainly a lot of the love that's felt early on in relationships is, is the kind of love that is fun. And uh, it's kind of like a lot of it is like a game, you know, like flirting in the initial stages is like a game. It's something that uh, that interests you and, and entices you into it. Well, I mean, like they, they always call it the honeymoon phase because it's just like it's all, it's all shits and giggles and hee-hee-hee. <laughs> But in that, it's actually really important because you you learn what the other person is really like. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, it's it's beautiful in so many aspects. It's enjoyable. It's fun. It brings um, it brings you a lot of joy. Um, and, 
and a lot of positive emotions that you didn't know that you were capable of before, I would say. A lot of satisfaction, you know, if you become sexually active, then you can have sex and, and experience that as a probably one of the most satisfying feelings in life, you know. Because, I mean, we were, we were talking, I guess, the other day about um, sex outside of a passionate relationship and how it just doesn't compare to the to the intimacy that you feel with a romantic partner that you've either been with for a long time or that you, you know, consciously are in love with. Um, and it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be somebody that you are in love with. It's just like some um, emotional connections that you have with others uh, just stand apart from your other relationships and you can just, you can just tell that there's something special about it and you're, it's easier to be emotionally intimate with them and then physical intimacy and the way it plays into emotional intimacy. It's like, it's like this tangible thing that almost demonstrates, um, demonstrates the bond that you have. You know, and I think there's a lot of things you could say about, um, the inclusion of gender roles in the topic i mean a lot of the time i think you know when a guy's in love he feels like he's got his girl it can almost be construed as like a protective relationship and, and maybe she feels protected by him uh, but that's a pretty primitive way of looking at things you know and not everybody feels that way and, and some people wouldn't agree with that but because that's just not how the way they feel but um, there's there's a real primordial bond uh, in relationships and, and in love and and with your mate that um, is stronger than a lot of other things I think you know and it, it can make you uh, even if you don't enjoy everything about that person it can make you look past um, those things uh, just because you do love them so much and and if you're still willing to, to be with them, then you can maybe work on those things together and see where you can come to a compromise. And that unconditional love that you experience, I would say it does change the way that you look at relationships in general, not just romantic relationships. Um, I think it makes you more curious about your friendships that you've had for years, um, people that you have no attraction to, um, it sort of opens your eyes to some questions and it makes you um, look at your relationships different and I think it strengthens them. I think it can strengthen you as a person. I mean, you just saying that makes me think that it makes a lot of sense to me that having felt the emotion of, of true um, romantic love can help you socially in terms of, of realizing... Um, how how to be friendlier to people and how to how to be more positive with with people maybe who you recognize as feeling down or or just with your regular friends um, when things are good you know I, I think um, it can help you probably find more compassion um, it's not always the case but I feel like if you're if you're the type of person to have any of that before you're in a relationship and then you you are and you discover those things and I think it can uh, maybe boost those emotions and, and attributes. You know, well, going back to the 
to the question uh, of is is it better to have loved and lost or never to have loved at all? Um, so I mean, I think sometimes you think it'd be easier if you never loved at all, um, but the experience brought not not only temporary joy and excitement, but also knowledge and awareness of uh, what aspects of the experience you'd like to have again. Um, knowing what emotions um, slash experiences you enjoy gives you something to search for. Uh, because, you know, going through life, there's, I guess, a lot of things that you can't control. Uh, and, you know, you can't really decide when certain people will come into your life when you're going to meet people unless you're actively going out and trying to meet people. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's 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 got to be more more organic. But you will be going through life sort of having this um, this idea of what you're wanting and what you're what you're searching for what you're striving for because you know through work through school you're sort of or you should be at least working towards a goal point and within that goal you'll you'll have reasons as to why you chose that as a goal I mean like why is it why does that have value to you um, and I'd say your relationships and the people that you that you love, uh, the the loves that you lose, they teach you a lot about what you enjoy. Because if you've never experienced love before, then you're not going to know what it's like, as we were talking about earlier. Um, but experiencing that love, it's going to show you a lot about what you enjoy in relationships and what... Uh, what experiences within a relationship you'd like to have again. And say you fall in love again, like five years later with somebody new, you'll have a better idea of, you know, how you want to act in a relationship and how you want to treat another person, what worked in the previous one and what didn't work. And, you know, whenever you break up with somebody, you feel that heartbreak, you think that there's nothing that you can take from that relationship because it's like, oh, well, I loved them and it was amazing. We had a good time and then it ended and now I feel awful and my heart's broken. But there's, I think once you go a little while and you heal, you start to realize what actually you can be taking from, from the relationship and what can live on although the relationship didn't well yeah i mean i was gonna say like i think um while we while we recognize that having a goal and a direction in life is is the thing to have a lot of people don't feel that way a lot of young people don't feel that way a lot of old people also feel like they they never really got the direction that they wanted to go or, or maybe they just never really figured out what it was and i feel like um if you don't have uh, a partner currently or you, or you never have or or you've never really felt deep, true love, then I think that that can be something missing from your life that can give you uh, a kind of confidence in yourself uh, and in life in general. So it can help you, you know, maybe if you're a man, I could see it um, boosting your masculine identity, which, you know, I, I read the other day that men who have a strong sense of the masculine identity in terms of like uh, being your best self and being accountable for your actions will help you succeed 
you know, so maybe love could help you in those ways. And, and like you were saying, a lot of the time when you get out of a relationship and, and you don't have love anymore, then again, people can, uh, can fall into a state of, of unconsciousness in terms of uh, where they want to go and what they want to be doing because it can feel like life is uh, very lonely. Um, well, and while you were in the relationship, you were looking <coughs> towards the future and what you wanted, what you were striving for. And you always included that person in the picture. You know, you thought that they'd be along with the ride, uh, along for the ride with you. Yeah. I mean, and then, humans, and then, whenever you're not with them anymore, it's you kind of have to reframe what you're wanting and repicture. Humans are are social creatures, and we help each other. That's how we've we've progressed. And if you feel like you have someone with you, then that is uh, someone you can hopefully confide in and rely on and, and work with to, to get where you're going in life or, or where you want to be. But when you're alone, it can, uh, it can feel uh, rather difficult because it's just you, you know, and, and you can talk to your friends and, and talk to your peers and other people. But at the end of the day, you have to make your own decisions that um, are not being necessarily looked over by uh, looked over with a sense of intimacy that a partner partner might have yeah I mean I think it's it's really interesting how the things that you learn in a romantic relationship how they can translate into other aspects of your life because you know not only are you learning what you enjoy in the relationship and uh, I mean like what you can use in future relationships what you could do differently what you could how you could treat them better um but it teaches you a lot about yourself and then, you know, self-awareness and learning more about yourself. It literally changes the way that you view the world and, you know, it changes your, your values, your, um, your perceived function in life, what you, what you want to do with yourself. The other day I, I read a psychological article. I mean, I was talking to you about it. I kind of take these things at face value, um, so it's up to you to determine, but this said that single people, the longer they are single and the longer they live their life, the happier and more satisfied they become. So it's not like, you know, it's the end-all, be-all, you know. You really can work with yourself, try new hobbies, start a new job, go to school, and and... And during that, you know, you'll probably be meeting more people, which, which again is very important, but maybe you just don't have a partner for years or maybe for many years. And that's okay, you know, you can be happy with yourself and happy with who you know. And everything. Well, I mean, it's interesting because I'd say like, right after my last breakup, I was like, well, shit, I'm, I was so used to being with somebody um, and sharing my life with a companion, always having somebody there. Um, that I knew that they loved me, you know, like um, having that intimacy, having the, the validation. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I want to get back with this person or, you know, if that's not possible, how long will I have to wait to find somebody else to be with? And the question was never in my head of, okay, well, how do I become just comfortable feeling alone? And I did eventually. Um, but I'd say as time went on, 
And I, you know, I was putting in the work, trying to become more happy, trying to be more comfortable with myself. The question of being with somebody and having a significant other, it was less and less of a, of a prominent question in my head. And now I'm just like, okay, well, I'm actually becoming more comfortable being by myself and, you know, doing things for myself and not having somebody else to give me validation. So I guess the, the article about the longer you're single, the, the happier you are. It's like, I think at first, whenever you get out of a relationship, you're just so used to being with somebody and you don't really know how to be alone. There's many words you could use, like crushing or, you know, uh, it's like a thief. You're just lost, you know, in so many ways. But the longer you're alone, the more used to it you get. But then also you just, you obtain better tools um, to do life alone and to be more comfortable with um, making your own decisions that aren't going to really affect anybody super directly. I mean, you have close friends, you have family. So if you moved halfway across the world, like it would affect people. But it's just like in romantic relationships, you you share your life with that person. And I mean, maybe that's just the way it's been socialized in our culture. But, you know, it's it's almost said to be something um, expected of you. Whenever you're in a relationship, you're supposed to be like one person. You're supposed to be living your life together, making decisions together. Um, so whenever you break up with that person, it's just, it's like one half of you um, being taken away and you're just lost. You don't know. You don't know how to plan for things anymore. Don't know how to really um, perce- perceive the the future of your of your life, the path you're going down. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's why they say um, you're trying to find your other half. Uh, I was thinking about this thing today. You know, um, I'm I'm not a religious man, but uh, this kind of occurred to me today, and. It, it's it's a way that I can understand the concept of God uh, easier, I think. Um, and to me, because uh, they say that God is in everything, right? Well, to me, that just it can be better said as God is oneness, the oneness of all things, and 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 the universe is the way I would look at it. And to me, I think that can relate to love because if you truly feel a oneness with someone, then you can feel something greater than yourself, something that uh, you can be kind of uh, sheltered by and and uh, protected by. And it's uh, it's you know it's that warm embryo of of good feeling that that hopefully will stay and 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 uh, nurture you. Well, I mean, I'd say that. Everything you just said, I related to very largely in my last relationship. You know, just going through life, no matter what was coming my way, I was like, I always had that that assurance that I wasn't alone in, in the things that I was dealing with and the things that I was trying to decide, things that were coming my way, uh, the struggles. Um, but I'd say... While it can be something 
in the future to look forward to for me, something that can be healthy. Um, I think in the relationship that, that I was in, it wasn't necessarily a toxic or an unhealthy relationship, but I wasn't, I wasn't fulfilled and happy before I got into the relationship. So I sort of used that love um, as a reason to feel good and fulfilled. And I wasn't happy and fulfilled on my own terms by myself beforehand. So that led to problems because I would, whenever I was less conscious of the, of all the, all, all the things that come along with love that we were just discussing, uh, and I would get depressed, then I couldn't really help myself because I would completely rely on my significant other. And, you know, one person, one person can't have all that responsibility to just to always make sure that the other person's okay. So I guess my my mission the past few months has been to feel that fulfillment and that contentment. The the things that the love gave me before, I wanted to find a way to feel that on my own. So lately I've been, I guess, just thinking about like existentialism. I've been thinking about the choices that we make every day. Um, that lead to some type of joy. It's like, why do we make the decisions that we do every day? Why do we, why do we eat at the same restaurant? Um, the same restaurant that we've eaten at a million times. It's because we like it and because eating it brings us joy. It brings us some, some type of emotion or experience that we desire or that we enjoyed the previous time. So I've been, I've been trying to find all those things that, that love brought me before I've been trying to find it within myself and the things around me that aren't tied to another person. And on a different end of the spectrum, you know, what's been on my mind more recently is, is absurdism, um, which I hope we'll have more opportunity to talk to about. Uh, yeah. We could probably do an future. entire episode on the large philosophies that we relate to. I mean, I guess, I guess what I would say now is just like absurdism. I think definitely not all the time, for me uh, and other people, uh, but it can be it can be a, a a positive thing to reflect on in terms of uh, in terms of love. I think because you know if you've uh, if you've had love and you've lost it, or you've never had love, or you're in love, or or you're looking for love, you know, um, you can kind of reflect on. I tend to reflect on human societies on the whole and, and the biological feelings and needs that we have and absurdism can kind of help you realize and, and help you reflect on, on how kind of silly our world is and, and how unpredictable things are and you know even if you feel like things aren't going your way or, or they'll never go your way I think absurdism can help you in that regard in terms of like uh, you never really know what's going to happen, and uh, humans are probably the strangest creatures that exist. And uh, we live in we live in the weirdest, weirdest planet ever, and the weirdest world. And our societies are crazy. Um, so in that madness and in that frenzy, you know, you can look and find your own peace, and and just there'll always be things to worry about in the news. There'll always be probably things that get you down in your own life but 
when you think about absurdism, you can kind of just uh, accept that the wackiness of life is the way that things are, and you can have good wackiness and you can have bad wackiness, but you'll probably always have both your entire life. Yeah, man, and I, I think these these philosophies and these pers- and the, these ways of perceiving the world that we are becoming more comfortable with and more familiar with as time goes on, you know, before you find those things that give you fulfillment and make you content, you know, before you find those things, you may feel lost and, you know, you're, you're desperately searching for some, for some form of comfort. Um, and if you jump into a relationship while you're in that, in that stage, then you'll most likely end up viewing that person as your, like everything, the reason that you're okay, um, the person who saved you from those feelings, but those things are still going to be there unless you find it on your own, you know, and things that are going to make you feel okay that aren't tied to that other person. And another, a lot of people say another person improves them and helps them see those things in life. But I think it is important to recognize that um, you can find those things alone as well. You, you just might not have the fulfillment that you feel from someone else. And like the person, you know, can help you find things and they can be a tremendous. Um, they can help you look at life in a different way. It's a different mind, you know? Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm not talking about love as if it's like not something that can be, uh, beneficial to your mental health but like you have to be at a certain point before you get there i guess is what i'm saying and like going back to the question is it better to have loved and lost or never to have loved at all i would say like with my past my last relationship it's like i am so grateful to have had that relationship even though i afterwards i was miserable and like so heartbroken um it taught me a lot of things about myself And then I think most importantly, it was like after it was over, it sprung me this to this point where I was, I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, I saw a bunch of little glimpses at what I can experience, like the types of joy and fulfillment that I can experience. But it was like, it was always fleeting and it was just little moments and it was hard to grasp at. But I think it probably I, wasn't you working towards those things in the way that you would like uh, 100%. You know, with, with someone else, you, like I said, you have to compromise a lot of the time. And because it's like, you know, I was feeling joy because I was in love with this person. And they were showing me things that, you know, like I didn't know really existed before. Because I, I had loved people before, but it was never this type of love. Um so after it was over, I was just like, okay, I need to do this and this and this. Um, and I need a framework. I need structure to to go along this path to end up where I want to be mentally and emotionally. Um, and, you know, already I've already made so much progress. I feel more emotional stability than ever before. Um and just, I guess, like this self-awareness that I didn't really have much of a desire for 
prior to the breakup. So it's like, I think it's really easy to, right after a breakup, just be like, oh, well, fuck, this hurts so bad. I had good times with this person, but it wasn't, I don't even think it was worth it. It's even easier to, well, maybe not even easier, but uh, maybe months and months and, and months and months go by where you, you still feel that pain, you know? Um, yeah, because when you're so lost, it's like unless you find some path to go down, you're gonna probably going to be in denial for a long time. And that's it's natural, but it's just so unfortunate. I mean, uh, I think one thing I would, I would want to bring up in this conversation is uh, the love that you had um, in a relationship, but largely the relationship wasn't maybe that great. You know, and that can be a particular kind of sting to to still desire that, but to also recognize that uh, that person you were with wasn't what you need, and so you kind of feel like uh, you don't know what you need. You might feel like you've never met someone who really fulfills that desire in you or for you. Um, well, I think I've recently sort of come to this conclusion that, you know, I think there's not going to be a day where I don't desire love anymore. I think it's always going to be a desire from of mine because like the experience of loving somebody, that experience of companionship, it's like, it's unparalleled, at least in my, in my life thus far. It's just a feeling so great that, and you know, I, I don't think there's ever going to be a day that I don't desire it, but I have this new, um, this new idea in my head that I hadn't had before that I shouldn't fall in love with somebody until I can feel content and happy by myself. And I, I feel, I see it, I see it along the horizon, you know, it's like the first time I can actually see it as a possibility and I know that it's coming, but I'm not quite there yet. You know, I'm still working towards it. You know, and I guess I would say that, um, you have control over that, but you don't have complete control. Uh, so if you, you have up, as much control as you do over the choices that you make, if you ended up falling for someone, you'd be like, dang, they got me again. You know? Well, I mean, I remember like before my last relationship, I was like, I was always talking to people and I was like, yeah, love, love is just stupid, man. Like at, at this age, why would you get into a long-term relationship with somebody? You don't really know yourself at all. You're just going to fight all the time. You're not going to marry them because you're too young to even know what you want in life. So it just doesn't make sense. And I would tell people that all the time. And then, like, I remember whenever I first got into the relationship, I was, like, talking to my mom about it. And she was like, oh, I thought you said love was dumb and you weren't going to fall in love. And I was like, yep, I mean, that's what I thought until until one day, hey, I'm in love. Because you just, you don't choose to fall in love. So, yeah, I mean me saying that you shouldn't fall in love with somebody until you're ready to is completely like absurd because you're not, you, it's not really a choice that you can make, but I would say like actively looking for it is a choice you can make. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, I'm not going to go out and actively look for, for love. Maybe, maybe look for um, companionship in different ways. Like I can talk to a female that I'm attracted to get to know them, um, have that companionship, but I'm not going to jump into it with the expectation that I might fall in love with them. 
Mm-hmm. I guess just like go in with no expectations at all, um, or even even more than that, have the expe- expectation that I'm not going to fall in love with them. If that even works, I mean, it's like, feelings and emotions. Like people talk about how you can sort of train your mind to do certain things, um, but only to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, that kind of thing is interesting. I think um, given enough time and energy devoted to that task, then you would be able to um, change the way that you think, you know, and I think me and you have both been there. Um, But a lot of time it it takes time and patience and uh, reflection. Is there anything more we wanted to say here? Um... So, I mean, for both parts of this episode, we've sort of talked about experience versus inexperience because we're talking about the value of experience. I mean, like, what what does someone have to offer or make them more valuable, um, at least conversationally, to somebody that, like, what sets them apart from somebody who doesn't have those experiences? Um and we have we've had we have here written how will somebody view love if they have not experienced it themselves does this lessen their ethos in comparison to somebody else who does have experience when speaking of love um, and i mean I, I would say that you know if if you're going through a bad breakup and you're in a lot of, a lot of pain you're lost you're just sort of searching desperately for some form of comfort, some sort of relief, um, you're probably going to go to somebody who has experienced these things before. Um, And like we talked about in the first part of the episode, that feeling that the person you're, you're speaking with is going to be able to connect to the things that you're saying. And they have, they have some advice um, based on prior experience, like them, dealing with the same things and them getting through it. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it, it would affect drastically their ethical appeal and what they're telling you. You're going to believe the things that they're saying and integrate it into how you're dealing with the situation much more if you think that they know what they're talking about because they dealt with it. Um, and then also we have here, sometimes the love you've lost is the deepest you've known. Um, but yearning for those, um, yearning for that relationship that was, you know, it, it eventually ended because of all the flaws within it. Yearning for that, it's probably worse than, than having never loved. I think, I mean, I was the one who who had that thought. And yeah, dude, I would have never written that. Hey, man, there's a lot to expand on that. I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. What? What point were you trying to get at there? Well, I think uh, there's just there's just more to say in terms of like, um, you know, I think a lot of the time the the negatives to relationships, you you wish you had not felt. You might wish that had not come, even though you might be able to recognize that you do benefit from those because you have learned things. 
Um, and sometimes uh, it's just like the old Elvis song, Don't Be Cruel, you know? Sometimes the love is cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that song. <laughs> it's a good one. And... I know the mood of That's Elvis, right? Don't be cruel to a heart that's true. Um, you know, and uh, that's kind of been on my mind recently. I mean, I've, I've talked about it before a little bit, probably, and I uh, probably will continue to talk about it for a little bit. But uh, to to have love that uh, to have love long ago that was that was mixed up with negative emotions and a big uh, a big bad juju stew. You know, that, that doesn't go away so easily and that can stay with you. And, and a lot of time, um, things happen that, that can bring those memories back and, and, and bring those feelings back. Uh, and it sort of gets in the way of you um, acknowledging all the good things that it brought to you because you're just so focused on the pain that it's bringing you, that it brought you at the time and then it continues to bring you whenever you're reminded of it. And conversely, sometimes when you feel a, a longing for that, for the good things, you have to remind yourself of the bad things. And that can be, that can be a kind of a harsh judgmental circulation of feelings that, that make you feel um, pretty conflicted, I think. And it's, 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 a, it's almost like a raw sense of reflection that's also just kind of uh, ugly. You know, it doesn't feel that great to do it, even though you you feel like that's the only way to, to help yourself sometimes. Well, yeah, man, I mean, and I think to sort of sum all this up, it's to answer that, is it better to have loved and lost or never to have loved at all? I mean, I would say that in most situations, the answer is it's better to have loved and lost because of everything that it brings you. Um but it's honestly just sort of up to the person. Um, and it's, I think it's a question that you need to ask yourself. And like you were saying, sometimes it's, it's difficult to look back at the relationship and really consider these things because you don't want to think about it because there's so much pain attached to it. Um, but you keep on getting reminded of those things regardless. And, it, and it's things that you need to process or else you'll never move on and you'll never hear that uh, heal uh, because and that can be a very hard thing to do. I mean, despite how despite how easy others or you might make it out to be, it's uh, it's something that takes a lot of uh, a lot of time and a lot of um, new new tactics. I would say. Yeah, and, and like there there are some relationships that you know you can look at pretty rationally and just like logically thinking like some relationships it may have been better to never have loved at all. I mean, if that relationship brought you nothing beneficial um, and just brought you a whole lot of pain and you didn't learn anything from it, I mean, that is possible based on the person, um, but that's up to you to decide, you know, and you got to, you've actually have to, you got to look at those things and decide for yourself. Um, and it's something that you need to process, something that you need to be curious of. Because while that is unlikely, you know, it, it's something, if you decide that it's better to have never loved at all, then you'll feel a little bit more peace, at least having made that decision rationally. 
there's a there's a real realist perspective I think when you when you can look at a relationship and and decide whether there was more pain than joy uh, or more joy than pain and that can be sometimes eerily easy to to figure out and it, and it can be about pain versus joy but then also you know like we've also talked about all the things that you learn from it and that you can take going from there even if it's like more pain than joy will it lead to more joy or more self-awareness more um confidence in your relationships and in your life down the road what did that relationship as a whole bring you not just experientially within the relationship because it's going to stick with you for years and years if it's an impactful relationship that was serious and that you know changed you in a lot of ways i think that's something that i could benefit reflecting on more yeah because i mean i think it's really easy to focus on the pain and i i still think about the pain that i experienced from my last relationship and it's still something that i struggle with but now i've gotten a lot better at looking at the positive things that it brought me the way that it the ways that it changed me uh, the things that it taught me about myself and you know if i never talk to that person again then so be it but i'll be able to take these these skills and this knowledge about myself to the next relationship that i'm in and i'll be much better for it i'll treat that person better than i treated the last person i'll be happier in the relationship and i think i'll get more out of that experience because i'll actually be thinking about the things that i'm experiencing and i'll be mindful of it part of me feels like a, <clears throat> kind of comically with this podcast you know it's a couple of dudes just like talking about our, our, our past loves you know you could maybe construe it as us like a couple of mopey guys but uh but uh, really we are talking about these like developed uh conscious reasons and and, and styles of of addressing things that i think are, are more important than than not um than, than pushing things down and not thinking about them you know? well and undoubtedly we're very narcissistic people um and i'd say inherently this uh this the creation of this podcast is sort of self-absorbed because we're doing it for our own reasons but it can also benefit a lot of other people if they choose to listen to it because we're talking about the experience that we've been having the things that we've been dealing with and it's helping us get uh get past the things that we're dealing with and it's also helping us gain knowledge but as we're gaining that knowledge and we're learning new things we're also talking about in this podcast so the people that are listening to it are going to be gaining that knowledge as well i think it's perfectly fine to help yourself as long as you're conscious of others yeah and that's the thing like some people view selfishness as inherently bad but it's like if like what i don't know what what do you feel about self-care dude like Sometimes you need to be selfish. Sometimes you need to look out for yourself. And, you know, in turn, you can... I do believe there is a certain kind of selfless selfishness. That, uh, that you know, it's kind of like... Um, there's, a, there's a thing in the brain, there are signs to suggest that when you help someone, uh, you feel much better. You know, it makes you feel good. So in that situation... Both people benefit. 
you know? Well, I mean, I talked about this in my philosophy course uh, last spring. Um, it's like, oh, is there any deed that is completely selfless? Are you going to be doing something for another person without any, um, you know, any self-absorbed reasons? Um, and I, I always said no, because even if you're doing something really nice to somebody else that isn't really going to benefit you you're doing it for your own reasons and you're doing it because it's going to make you feel good in some sort of way i mean one thing that i thought of when you asked that question was you know taking the bullet you know giving giving your life for someone else's no you won't be able to benefit afterwards but in a way you still benefit because when you're making that you save the other person and then when you're making that decision it's like you know the decision you're making. Um, I'm going to take this bullet for the other person. And, like, it makes you feel good about dying in a certain sense. And in other situations, you know, you might you might do a selfless task for someone, maybe getting their luggage out of the car in hard rain. And but, maybe that person will let you have sex with them. Well, yeah, that's the thing. If you, <laughs> if you know that they'll be... If you know that they'll show gratitude, then then you, you, you do benefit, you know? And, you know, this is something that we could probably And if you about have sex, then both time. people benefit if, if you know what you're doing. Yeah, unless you're just like... Wait, what's that movie that we were watching? Like, whenever... Uh, it was like, they were having sex, and he was like, you're like a lifeless corpse. Do you have any <laughs> life in you? Like, yeah, yeah. Because she's not... Dude. Okay, but, yeah, we could, we could talk more about, you know... Uh, I guess thought experiments like that and other episodes, but I think we've talked about all that we could today on this subject, uh, the value of experience. And in part two, we were talking about specifically love and what you gain from a romantic relationships whenever they don't end the way you want it to end. Adios amigos. Hasta la vista. Talk to you next time. Baby. <laughs>